You're listening to a 95 BFM podcast. From their brand new album, which is out today, Sit Down for Dinner, this is Snowman by Blonde Redhead. I had the absolute pleasure a couple of weeks ago of catching up with Kazu Makino from the band. Blonde Redhead, of course, being a trio formed of Kazu and Italian twin brothers Simone and Amadeo Pace. Uh, this, is, this is a really special record that's taken five years to make. Of course, a pandemic in the middle. Uh, multiple continents, multiple cities have formed this. And it also celebrates 30 years of Blonde Redhead as a band, which is a really massive milestone to achieve for any any creative project, let alone, uh, I guess, one that's totally collaborative. I had a chat to Kazu about that, which we'll hear later in the conversation. Uh, but the, the idea behind this record was partly inspired uh, by Joan Didion's fantastic uh, grief memoir, the Year of Magical Thinking, um, which, if you've read it, it is an amazing book. It's got a lot of meditation on loss and dealing with uh, the very intense experience that Didion had of, of watching her husband um, suddenly dying at the dinner table, which is an extremely singular thing to have uh, happen to a person. And Kazu was really struck by that. And in the context of the pandemic, found that the idea of sitting down for dinner kept sort of popping back up for her as a theme and the way that you weren't able to see people that you loved and particularly she was thinking about her parents in Japan and she was thinking about her friends and uh, in other countries as well and the, the sort of normalcy of that and how we took it for granted. So that kind of formed the basis of this record uh, which is really, really beautiful. So I, I started by asking Kazu how she feels about the album. It's taken such a long time to finally release it into the world. How does she feel now that it's out there? You know, often um, when you start, when you have a set of songs and you you start making records, and often 
turns into or turns out to be something entirely different, you know. And、uh, you know, you but when it, when that happens, you kind of you have to kind of go with it, go with the flow, you know. But、uh, somehow, this record it feels like it didn't it didn't deform itself so much from the. Like starting idea and starting feelings and stuff like that. So it kind of it kept、uh, kept keeping like this really good equilibrium, and then it didn't、uh, morphed into something else entirely different. And I, I'm quite like surprised. Like I like to、uh, right now. It's a little bit too fresh for me. Like what I, what did I do right that it didn't.、Um, It just kind of stayed on course, and then it kept this like spontaneous vibe. It's like kind of,、um, it feels sort of up in the air, you know. And then it never came down to to be grounded a little bit, you know. And then when I mean like grounded, like it's like when you finish something, it kind of almost feels dead, <laughs> you know.、Mm. It's complete, but it's also kind of loses life.、Mm-hmm. But then it kept kind of the vibrancy or like a little bit of a、uh, shimmers and sparkles a little bit. You know, it just still still feels quite alive when I listen back, and I think that's a really、uh, it's it's quite an achievement. I think for 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 me at least, you know. What I find so fascinating about this record is is that the length of time over which it was created, I think, was about five years, which is really interesting because so much has changed in the world in the last five years, and so many different places come into the fabric of this record. How did you keep the throughline of this record strong across all the the changes that we've seen happen, and I guess the backdrop that that creates for your art? I think it just means that the, the songs has a pretty strong core, so it didn't get destroyed, you know. That it didn't get destroyed by by the, the outer force or like environment or or the pandemic or the you know just、uh, whatever that was happening. It kept uh it kept itself because they were kind of. You know, he had enough strength to、uh, not to be crushed or changed too much. I just think it's it's a.、Uh, it just means that these sets of songs are 
uh, are good. That's something that I think mm. is true also of Blonde Redhead as a band, because this is also coincidentally your, your 30th anniversary as a, as a group, and you're still sounding fresh and amazing, and you're obviously not short of... Um, you know, inspiration and uh, enjoyment in playing with each other. What is it when you reflect on three decades of, of you know, collaboration, how, how does it feel to, to think about Blonde Redhead as a project that you've all created together as a team? Well, we have had so many fights. I bet we had more fights than other bands, you know? <laughs> it's kind of hard to believe. And maybe because we have twins in the band mm. who are, like, just... They are just kind of tied by, you know, there it's a blood relations relationship. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know. I don't even know what 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 it says about me that I'm still uh, here with them. But at the same time, I had to walk away. Uh, you know, for quite a quite a long time, I have to say. You know, and I didn't intend to come back. Thanks to pandemic, I came back, uh, you know, and then I got stuck with Amelio and I started writing my music again. But uh, there were there a few years there that I had no intention of going back and I did my solo album and, you know, I had the most liberating time realizing that I didn't need the twins to make songs and, you know, I really... I really refuel myself by, by giving that chance to mm. truly live the entire album, making of entire album, and you know, having like almost like spiritual connection with the new new musicians and going on tour, and just that I felt like I may be like endangered species at this point, <laughs> but I'm going quite strong and, and quite healthy, you know. Yeah. So that, when that was done and then pandemic hit, I kind of gave an ultimatum to, to Amadeo. It's like, I I will make another one, but I am not going to, you're not going to make me sad. Or you're not going to, you know, you're going to let me um, work on this these sets of music until I have enough. Mm. And then... I let you play on it, but yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna step aside just because you tell me to. I was like pretty strong, and then say, said Tamadeo, and you know one thing is like we always suffer so much, you know, we we cry so much just making albums, but you don't have to. Like you can actually have fun. Like can we have fun? Like are you willing to do that? You know? But he was like, yes. Okay, deal. And uh, he kept, he kind of kept his words. Yeah.
look at this record now, obviously there's there's lots of different locations that have come into this and you're not always in the same place. So how do you find the time to come together to write or to create this record? We did come together most of the time, at least me and Ame. I, we talked about it a lot, but then in the end, you know, we worked in my apartment, his apartment, in the car, you know, like and in Italy, uh, in upstate New York, but uh, yeah, sometimes I was alone with a producer or engineer, but uh, we never like bounced music um, back and forth uh, on the computer. We didn't do much of that either. Yeah, we actually, we actually like met. Yeah, made a point of meeting and then when we did do that, we worked on it like day and night and eat together and then sleep under the same roof and yeah, we kept we kept going like that. I, I wondered how you're feeling about performing these songs now. What's that experience like for you guys? Well, we're learning, we're learning now and, uh, you know, I have to say oh, we're going to have to experiment a lot on stage and we never, we could never like just work on laptop and then bounce things back and forth. Yeah. We have been studio together and we're not really good at like rehearsing we're really like if if you hear us practicing you think you they cannot be making livelihood doing this <laughs> you know and then you kind of we were like that always like even when we didn't know how to make music we were already performing like I don't know what what happened with us like well I guess with me like we just people knew me and then kind of put a trust in me that, that I have some I had something to say. So we I started having like gigs immediately and then just Amadeo came along and Simone joined and yeah, and then we were like performing without a band name, you know. So that's that's sort of kinda how we roll, I suppose. <laughs> and then maybe fingers crossed we'll see you in New Zealand to play some shows. Who knows? That would be really nice. I would love so much to come to New Zealand. It's like a dreamland for me. <laughs> I love the sound of it. I love hearing about it. We've been there once, but we, it was too short. And mm. then I really hope to have a like, really nice concert and and experience experience the um, audience there and see beautiful things. And you know, yeah, I hope so.
This is Blonde Redhead with the track before from their brand new album Sit Down for Dinner, which is out now via Section 1. Beautiful record. I really recommend you go have a listen to it today. Go buy it. Thank you again to Kazu from Blonde Redhead for speaking with me. I really enjoyed our conversation. If you missed any of it, we'll pop it in the Bcasts. You'll be able to listen to it after the show. That was a 95BFM podcast. Support 95BFM with a B-card. Go to 95BFM.com slash sign up.